Hey, I'm Drea, and this is Unpopular Passion. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Unpopular Passion. So I have been a fan of true crime since I was very young. I was the weird kid in elementary school, always checking out books about things like serial killers. And that fascination has definitely carried over into my adult life. But for those of us that follow true crime, I feel like it's easy to be fascinated by it when it's something that seems so far away. You hear these stories about people that you'll probably never cross paths with, dealing with situations that we all hope we'll never have to be in. But that's actually not the case. These things are happening closer to us than we like to acknowledge. My guest today has unfortunately been through the situations that we all hope to never be in. But she's decided to use her experience to help others that may have dealt with similar things or even just dealing with traumas that are completely different. And she's doing an amazing job at it, whether it's through her blog, through social media, or even a book she's just written. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. So please welcome my guest for today. Ashley Michelle. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. I know it's towards the end of the day for you. How is your day been? Oh my gosh, so busy. Like I've been writing blogs like no tomorrow. I've been shooting videos. I'm getting ready to launch a course, getting ready for my YouTube channel. Uh, just learned recently how to use TikTok. So have my <laughs> videos on there too. Um, yeah, it's just been super busy. Like my weekend, cause I have a full-time job too, just like yourself. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I worked on 11 hour days and wow. yeah, like it, they're long days and it's really hard to do any of this stuff during the week because I want to be fully energized while I'm doing this stuff, not half asleep. Yeah, so my weekends are literally just spent doing all the stuff that I love so much, not to say like my job is, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm so passionate about helping other people and inspiring other people and, and saving others from going down the dark paths that I've been down. Yeah, I really admire that about you. And I usually would start off everything asking what your biggest passion in life is. But before I ask you that, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind like telling your story first. Yeah, for sure. So obviously, like what happened in 2016 was huge, but my trauma just didn't start there. It Mm -hmm. started in my childhood. So my biological dad had a temper and punched holes in the wall, etc. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what you see is what you know. And uh, then I was bullied in school, punched in the face by a girl in school. Yeah, after I like helped her get her grades up, I, it, 
it was a yeah yeah oh my god uh yeah I was a peer tutor um in high school I was like the goody two shoes the honor roll student um student council representative on every single committee going um and then in college I was in my first abusive relationship that was my first relationship that I ever had so again what you see is is what you know yeah and then in July of 2016, I was assaulted while I was running on a trail in broad daylight. And then oh just my God. a couple of weeks after that incident happened, then I was a witness in a homicide investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, so my ex had come back from out west, was staying with me and one of his good friends who he ended up murdering and then tried to murder me in the process. So he invited me over to the apartment. I went up to the apartment. Um, it was, it was awful. Um, locked all the doors behind me, told me I wasn't going anywhere. Um, strangled me, sexually assaulted me, pointed a knife to my back. I I literally thought that that was the end for me. I, I didn't see myself getting out of there. He ended up running to the washroom and I ran down 18 flights of stairs. And then I saw in the trial video that I missed him by like seconds in the lobby downstairs. Oh my God. And so when you say that you missed him, he was like coming after you and that's when you got yes, out. Yes. Yes. Correct. Correct. And just, I mean, even the fact that you can share that story, cause I'm sure it's hard even just to talk about. So, I mean, I thank you for, you know, wanting to do that. But then, so from these horrible things you've experienced, you have kind of found another way to aim your passion towards helping people from it? Well, I have to, like, I mean, this just isn't an Ashley scenario. This is a yeah. worldwide epidemic. Like there's yeah. every day, there's another survivor of crime, another witness to a homicide investigation. You know, people take their lives because they don't want to testify. You know, people end up, the one detective said to me before he even asked me anything was, please promise us you won't turn to the streets for drugs, prostitution, etc. And it's like, I never that's so that. sad. That is so sad that that's one of the first things they have to say to people. That yeah. just goes to show how high the statistics are for survivors of crime turning to the streets as an as a coping outlet Mm -hmm. so if i can save girls or guys from turning to the streets and turning into a horrifying life and a dark downhill spiral then that that is my calling that's what i'm i'm meant to do i just want to help as many individuals as i possibly can i want them to see that yes what you went through is horrific but there is light at the end of the tunnel you yeah. just have to believe in yourself and you have to take the proper steps in order to heal. Like, I cannot say that enough. Like, you have to feel every emotion that you need to feel because mm-hmm. if you don't and you run away from it, it eventually will catch up with you and it will suck you right under. And that's not yeah. what you want. You want to deal with things head on. Like, the detectives were so good about getting me into counseling right away. And that's what you need. You need, and your trauma just doesn't start with like the big piece. Mm -hmm. You have to go back and you have to go back in your life and you have to start from where that trauma started. Yeah. And you have to deal with all of those emotions. You have to go through every single trauma incident that happened, whether it's big or small, 
in order to fully recover, in order to fully heal. Yeah, I've actually spoken with someone before about how even things that we think just because we're not aware of it might not be traumas in our life can affect us in such a way that we did carry it for the rest of our life without even realizing it. And that's why it's so important to kind of like reflect on that and to heal from those little things. I agree. You can't just pick and choose, you know, even Mm -hmm. if it's the smallest thing that you went through, that's, that's still something that brought you down in your life. That's still a focus for you in order to get better, get healthier and get stronger. Like, Mm -hmm. like you said, sometimes it's the littlest things that we don't even look at that could be, you know, a trauma factor in our life. Yeah. And yeah, like exactly how you were saying about how with like, your father and then with your first relationship it's like that you can't help that that's just what you know because that's what you had and because that's all you know you don't think you almost don't think there's anything wrong with it or you think like this is normal and this is something I should be going through and I should be dealing with so then when you come across it with someone else in your life you're just like oh well that's that's just how it is this is how things are Exactly. Like, like I said, what you see is what you know. Mm -hmm. And you just think that it's, it's normal to be treated that way. You don't, you don't think anything less of it, or, you know, your confidence is at such a low that you just make excuses for that person's behavior. Like, oh, they just had Mm -hmm. too many drinks. And, you know, you, you want so desperately to see the good in them, that your vision is just so blind, because love is so blind. Yeah, that's very true. And it's also like different different kinds of love because like you you could love someone and not, you know, want to I don't know how to word what I'm saying. But like what I'm thinking of in my mind is like the type of love where you want to like take care of someone and want to be there for yes. them. Yeah. Yes. So then you yeah, like you said you make those excuses and you're like, "Well, they need my help. They need me around." And then you end up putting your your needs and the things that you're going through aside. It took him cheating on me to, for me to leave. And like I was in the middle of exams in college. And thank goodness for friends that like took me in because I don't know what I would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very stressful time. And, you know, I went for counseling for that. But then like in 2016, when I went and saw my new counselor, I, I still had to go back through that past experience and discuss it because in order for me to get to where I needed to be, I needed to lay everything out on the table. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't realize that it's like you want, you almost just want to deal with what you're going through now. And you're like, why do I have to go back and look at all these things? But it's, it builds up and sometimes it'll build up to a point where You don't know and it's just going to explode in whatever way for whatever person that manifests itself in. And you know what, like looking back on it too, like, yes, these were horrific traumas, but they've made me who I am today. They've Mm -hmm. made me stronger and wiser. They've become these like learning opportunities and to know what I deserve in life and what I don't deserve in life. Like every romantic relationship that I've been through, you know what, it's been a learning experience. Mm -hmm. You know, I now know what I deserve from a relationship and what I don't deserve in a relationship. Like all of these experiences are very eye opening. Yeah. And it's, 
it's great that you can do that because it's it can be so easy to to let something again whether it's something big or something small it can be so easy to be consumed by the negative parts of it and not want to pick out the positives or the lessons or the things that make you grow from it well yeah like you know what i've gone for a lot of narcissists in the past and i've gone for a lot of people who will say the words like oh you're so beautiful you're so wonderful okay well show me where's the actions behind your words like the actions need to match with your words and that goes for any single type of relationship yeah. mm-hmm. like it has to be 50 50 mm-hmm. and it has to be communication and there has to be that solid foundation of trust And you know what, like, just because you tell me I'm beautiful, it doesn't meaning like, I I need you to show me how I'm beautiful. Mm -hmm. And I think actions speak volumes, because any one of us can say words, but do we really mean them? Yeah, definitely. And so how you said this was in 2016, that like, all these events happened? Well, the one in college was probably mm -hmm. like 2010. Yeah. So, and then like during high school, I was bullied, elementary school, I was bullied. Um, so I definitely have gone through a lot mm-hmm. and you know what, I'm, I'm glad I have because you know what, it's taught me to treat people how I want to be treated. Yeah, It's taught me kindness and you know, it's taught me, you don't know what somebody else is going through. Like their mm-hmm. days could be way worse and it's so important to always be kind, like kindness speaks volumes. Even if somebody's rude to you, be kind back to them, you know? And um, the other thing, when I was going through all my stuff in 2016, I was actually volunteering in, in pediatrics. Mm-hmm. And two, like that was another eye-opening opportunity, right? To see that there are people that are going through way worse. Yeah, Like some of those parents could potentially lose their child. Mm-hmm. And to me, like it just taught me to appreciate life that much more. And it taught me that what I'm going through right now isn't the worst. Somebody else is always going through something that much more harder and that much more horrific. Not saying what I went through wasn't valid, Mm -hmm. but it's nice to have that. Well, it's not great, but it's, you know, in a sense, you learn to appreciate things more. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like people have some kind of like a hard to balance thought process with things like that when it's like you you know things could be worse but you don't want to invalidate what you're going through and that's something I feel like a lot of people should know is like yes you know what you're going through is a hard time and like that doesn't take that away from you that you should deal with that but you should also appreciate what the things that you do have and know that you know you were able to pull out of it and there can be good to come from it exactly and you know like life is precious it's all about like living in the here and the now Mm -hmm. like that's something I really had to focus on because like I was too much into the future before I was too much into the past before now I'm really trying hard to be in that present moment and be here for the here and the now because it's all we got like tomorrow is not promised for any one of us no matter for health Mm -hmm. and I think that that's huge to learn to just you know, take control of the moment and and be in the moment. Yeah. And just focus on that for now. And especially people who have been through trauma, it's hard for them to look five years down the road. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like when I get asked that question, like, Oh, where do you see yourself in the future? I really, I really don't know. Yeah. You know, 
like it's, it's most people that have experienced trauma, it's day by day. Mm -hmm. It's moment by moment. Yeah. Sometimes it's minute by minute and that's okay. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. It doesn't mean we don't have dreams or ambitions or goals. It just means we're here for the now. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes, sometimes it can even be a little bit stressful to try and think about the future and you just, you need to just live for right now because if you're worried too much about that, you're not very present. No. And then what kind of life are you living? Like that's not being fair to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's not valuing you. That's not valuing your life. Yeah. You know, you need to readjust and you need to rethink and Mm reevaluate. And so the reason I was asking about the, when this happened was because I mean, to go through all that, how long afterward was it that you decided you wanted to start speaking about it and you wanted to start sharing this to help other people with it? I think it was probably after the trial. I mean, in October of 2016, I uh, had my first suicide attempt. That was kind of eye-opening too, because I thought to myself, like, how could you be this selfish when you have a purpose and you need to testify and you need to be there? Like my emotions just got the best of me. Like I'm one of the most emotional people. I will fully admit to you. I wear my heart on my sleeve without a doubt. Um, But then after going through the trial and everything, I really realized that like, and you know what, I was already doing stuff in my community. Um, I was on a committee and I was also helping volunteering in the hospital, but I just wanted to do more. And I, I didn't like hearing about these stories of so many survivors of crime. Like I, I watched Dr. Phil, for instance, Mm -hmm. and he had somebody on there too, that, you know, she lost her, her husband to murder. And I, I just, I, I couldn't get those stories out of my head, mm. knowing that this is a worldwide epidemic. I felt like I needed to do something and I needed to step up to the plate and I needed to be the voice of change and be the voice of reason. Because a lot of people, yes, COVID serious illnesses are serious, but a lot of people don't think like, oh my gosh, there are people that are witnesses to murder every single day or survivors of crime every single Mm. day around the world. And two, another reason why I started this was because I actually had a parent approach me right here in my city and tell me that their only son was murdered and all they have left of their son is the dog of his. Mm. And cause she seen me from the news and she's like, you know, I I lost my son too. And for her to say that to me, it just, my heart broke Mm. into a million pieces. And that's when I said, you know what, like I need to step up here and I need to do something. Cause, and we, you know, I worked for Jim too and we lost one of our trainers. He went downtown on his birthday. He was killed. You know, like I, I just, I can't, I can't keep hearing about this Mm -hmm. and not taking any action and not doing anything about it. You know, just something needs to be done. And these survivors and witnesses to crime, they need to know that there's someone who believes in them. And I think support is everything and support is vital. Yeah. But some of these individuals don't necessarily have that support system to turn to. So they end up turning to the streets or they think they're just simply not worthy enough of the support that they do have. Mm -hmm. 
So I just want to be able to be that sounding board for anyone who's going through a hard time. And, you know, I've had people message me on on Messenger and and tell me their stories and share their traumas with me. Yeah. And and that's what I want from people. I I just want to be that sounding board. No judgment. Just here to listen, because that's all that survivors of crime Anybody that's going through a trauma, they need, they don't need judgments yeah. because words are so powerful. I actually wrote a blog on this because I had so many idiotic questions mm-hmm. like, oh, you didn't see, you're telling me you didn't see this coming. Oh, mm-hmm. well now it's over because the trial's over. And I'm like, excuse me, like some of these comments from people are just, and I get it. You don't know what you've been th- through unless you've experienced it yourself. Mm-hmm. But to actually say these questions, like people need to step back and really think before they speak. Yeah. I could never understand someone saying something like, it seems like victim blaming is such a big thing and I could never understand why because I mean even you know whatever the case may be even if things go a certain way or you do things right or wrong whatever you can never predict the future you can never predict how someone else is going to act or someone else's reactions to things. Exactly and it really frustrates me with people's comments or yeah. people will say to me well at least he's in jail. And I'm just like, yes. However, I now have a life sentence myself and I have to deal with my life for the rest of my life. This just isn't over when the judge sentences that individual. Mm. Like it is a life sentence. Like I now get parole packages. I now get parole letters. I, I get all that information from the parole board. Yeah. You know, I have to register with an officer to to get this kind of information. You don't think that that's not an ongoing thing? Yeah. Like it, it is. It's something people that you have to don't keep realize. going through. Yeah. People don't realize like how their words can really affect somebody else. And you know, too, like if you say those things to a 15 or 16-year-old girl, where do you think that they're going to turn to? Yeah. You know, you really have to be mindful and careful with the words and the language you use towards someone who is a survivor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, too, I never thought of myself once as a victim or I never think that anyone is a victim of what they're going mm-hmm. through. I think that they're warriors. I think that they're survivors. I think that they're an inspiration. I think they're brave. I think they're courageous. I love that. And we really need to start using positive terminology Mm -hmm. for individuals because when we use the word victim it's like it's like downgrading that person yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you know the nobody wants to walk around and be called oh there goes the victim yeah nobody wants that Mm -hmm. and you know that that crushes your self-esteem your self-worth your value like it decreases everything we need to use positive terminology when we are sitting down and talking to people who have been through trauma, no, you're not a victim. You are a survivor because you need it through. Yeah. I mean, I can see definitely hearing that would put a completely different spin on it because as soon as you hear the word victim, you almost kind of like kind of degrade yourself a little bit. You're almost like, oh, well, this is okay. That's who I am now. This is what I've gone through. And yeah, making that be like who you are like labeling yourself with that doesn't really help any situation I could see that for no sure. 
like nobody asks to go through these horrific traumas. Like we're not victims, you know, yeah. we are, we're warriors, we're brave, we're courageous, we're inspiring. Like we're, we're positive, you yeah. know, that's what it comes down to, you know, finding who we are mm-hmm. and, and knowing who we are and being proud of our progress and our healing yeah. and moving forward. And like, you know, even being proud about taking step by step, you know, moment by moment, minute by minute, we need to be proud of the progress we're making. And we need to give ourselves a huge pat on the back oh, for, for sure. stepping up every day, getting out of bed every day, because I can tell you getting out of bed can be a huge, difficult challenge. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, not to like, obviously there's no comparison of struggles, you know, but I feel like there was certain things in my life and my childhood traumas that I went through that caused me to go through a really deep depression about like 10 or 12 years ago. And it was to the point where I couldn't even get out of bed. I would be in bed for like 20 hours a day, basically. And I feel like a lot of people don't, unless you've been through it, don't understand what that feeling is. And then to be able to look back on those days and be like, oh, you know, I actually, I've put a lot of work in and I've come a long way. Like something like that is really big to recognize, even if it's just getting out of bed and dealing with the thoughts you have and, you know, feeling what you're feeling. And so, yeah, being able to, I'm sure being able to come to other survivors and say like, hey, you understand what I'm going through and this is how I'm feeling must be just like a huge relief for people going through that. It is like, you know, everything needs to be relatable. Like, you know, a lot of my blogs come from the heart. A lot of my blogs come from personal experiences Mm -hmm. of stuff that I've gone through, you know, and I know some blogs can have research in them and there's nothing wrong with research. I'm sure I'll maybe have a couple Mm -hmm. like that, but for the most part, I want them to be relatable. I don't just want to be on all these subjects and and whatever else. I want people to be like, oh my gosh, yes, I I went through that. I experienced that. Okay. That's how you got through that. Well, maybe I'll try that suggestion Mm -hmm. too. You know, I just want people to know that their experience is valid Yeah, and other people are going through that. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like having people, different people speak about their different experiences. And like you said, different ways that people heal, it also kind of gives you more perspective, more options. Like it doesn't all have to be one-sided because like what works for someone might not work for someone else. And I'll completely and utterly agree yeah. with you. I mean, that is exactly what I write about in my blogs. Like I talk about like self-care and like, mm-hmm. you know, focusing on yourself and sometimes maybe you need to cancel those plans last minute and you just need to like stay at home and and watch a movie and just catch up with that time for yourself yeah. and then i talk about different like coping methods to use when you're going through anxiety ptsd and depression like the thing that saved my life was the gym but mm. like you said like what works for one person is not going to work for everybody yeah. you know maybe it's journaling maybe it's writing a book maybe it's going for long walks going out for coffee with that friend knitting so joining group therapy, whatever it is for you, make sure that you take all the time that you need to focus on that passion 
that whatever brings that light and happiness into your life, I think it's so important to focus your energy on that. Yes, definitely. Yeah. And that's, that's why I think, especially when it comes to things like this, or even things like mental health, like things that people used to not feel comfortable speaking out about, the more we hear different people, different stories about it. Yeah, the more it brings light to those different things of because, you know, it's not and it's not I'm, you know, a big advocate for, you know, therapy, counseling and everything. But it's not to say that that's a, you know, an end all be all for everyone. Oh, exactly. And, you know, like there's still so much stigma around PTSD, anxiety and depression. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not embarrassed that I have any of that stuff at all. Like it, it's made me stronger. It's given me more insight into anxiety. Okay, what are some of the steps that you take when you're having an anxiety attack? You know, maybe mm-hmm. you you count everything that's in the room. Maybe you focus on the colors in the room. Me, you know, like one thing at a time, one step at a time. Like you know, you just need to give yourself credit, and you need to do the best that you possibly can. And you know, with depression too, and and not wanting to get out of bed. Maybe you take one step at a time. Maybe you get out of bed first. Maybe you slowly go brush your teeth. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you slowly take a shower. It can be just step by step for people. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's getting you to where you need to be. That is it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I relate to what you're saying too about how, you know, well, now I do. But before I used to be very ashamed and embarrassed to talk about the fact that I've dealt with depression and mental health issues and things like that because of like the huge stigma around it. And I'm kind of like in this same place also where I'm thinking if I can talk about it and someone else can relate to it and find help through that, then it it makes me want to open up and talk about it more. Absolutely. And I don't think that it makes you weak having mental health. I think it makes you stronger. Like you fight to get out of bed. You fight to shower. You fight to go on day to day. So I think people need to realize that fight through that fight comes strength. And people need to be proud of themselves for overcoming and, you know, that they keep moving forward in their life. Like mm-hmm. people need to realize that they should be proud of every step, rather small or big, you yes, know, as definitely. long as you keep moving forward in your life, that is simply all that matters. Yeah. That's definitely been a new thing for me lately is realizing how far I've come from where I was at one point. Exactly. And that's what I self-reflect on too. And I think people need to really be proud of their progress because it takes so much strength, so much energy, so much determination to just pull yourself out of bed on your bad days. Or when you're going through an anxiety attack, Mm -hmm. you know, anxiety was so common for me in 2016. I mean, I would be out in public and just start crying. Yeah. And I'd be embarrassed about it. And now looking back, why should I be embarrassed? I was expressing my feelings. I was scared. I was, you know, living literally minute by minute because that's all that I could take. That's all that I could handle. Mm -hmm. And you know what? It's okay to, to cry in public. We're not perfect. We don't need to hold ourselves together all the time. It's okay to let go and feel what you need to feel Mm -hmm. because you owe that to yourself. Oh yeah, definitely. And so 
In addition, I know you said you have written blogs and things about this, and I saw you're working on a book also. Yes. So my book here is called Finding Strength Through Tragedy, and it focuses on domestic violence, Mm -hmm. PTSD, anxiety, depression. Um, It also focuses on finding strength because we really, some of us don't know what strength is until we're in a situation where we need to fully use all the strength that we have. Yeah. It focuses on who I am today. It focuses on, you know, finding um, love after tragedy. And it talks about how thankful and how truly grateful I am to everybody who has supported me on this journey. I had so many people give up their lives, their day-to-day lives to be at a trial for me every Mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. And there's no words, there's no amount of gifts to tell them how much I appreciate and value their presence of just being there for me. I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today without those amazing people in my life, without the detectives, without my counselor, without family who have literally become and friends who have literally become family. You know, I am so grateful for everyone that's been in my corner. I've had a huge support. That's great. And then, I mean, I'm sure having that support for you has just enabled you so much more to be that support for other people. Oh, absolutely. Like I I have to be like, I I want to be like, I never want someone to go through what I went through, or I don't want someone to feel like they're alone, because Mm -hmm. you're not alone in this, you can get through it, like reach out to your community resources, like they are here to help you, you know, reach out to a close friend, like, tell people how you're feeling and don't be afraid to express how you feel. Yeah, because there's nothing wrong. You shouldn't be ashamed. You shouldn't be embarrassed for it. Yeah, like you are entitled to feel everything that you need to feel. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting, too. I was thinking recently. So I've always been very into like true crime stories and things like that. And I feel like before with people who had a fascination with these things, it used to kind of be the fact that it seemed so far away you know, these stories and things. But now I feel like with the fact that it is such like a growing, I don't want to call it like a genre, but you know, for lack of a better word, the more you hear all these stories, the more you realize that it's not far away at all. And how often they're occurring. And the fact that there are these endless amounts of stories for people to keep making all these TV shows and podcasts and whatever, like that is just such a big wake-up call of how much these things are happening around us all the time oh they're happening every day worldwide countrywide nationwide like it's it's horrific like I wish I could sit here and say to you I'm an isolated situation but that's just not the case and there are people that are so young boys and girls like 15 10 years old you know being witnesses to crimes Mm -hmm. every day and you know, for that, I, I just want to commend them on on their strength and, and their bravery. Oh, yeah, definitely. man. And how, how was it that you found for yourself that like exercise in the gym was kind of your thing to, to kind of give you that light? Well, I actually worked for um, Good Life. Mm-hmm. And um, I uh, was working out way before 2016 mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just found it so 
comforting and so nurturing. Like, you know, you have this routine and structure and consistency. Like I go into there knowing, okay, Monday's arm day, Tuesday's trust and shoulders. Like it, it's having that's something to look forward to. It's knowing what's coming next. Um, People don't understand that the gym, you know, they think, oh, physical, like people just want to lose weight. People Mm -hmm. just want to gain muscle. But it's so much more than that. Like the mental effects that it has. Like I literally feel like I'm on a mini vacation when I go there. I don't feel the rest of the world when I go there. It is just me, my time, my energy, it's getting myself back on track. If I had a stressful day, um, it's really that positive outlet. And, you know, like it's mentally and it's emotionally mm-hmm. the gym. It has empowered me in so many different ways. It has been such an outlet for me. It has been my tool, my navigation to success. That's like, I'll literally be at the gym and I'll literally get this blog idea in my head <laughs> yeah. and I'm like immediately like texting myself right away. So I remember it, like, I just find the gym such like the best coping method for me. I find it such a positive way to release any negative feelings that I may have. I could see um, that I sure. mean, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm perfect at all, which I'm not, mm-hmm. um, but it's definitely, it's been so healing and it's been so empowering and it's been such an instrumental tool in my life. And it has gotten me to the place where I am today. Like I wouldn't be where I am today without the gym. And, and, you know, like COVID was a huge struggle because obviously the gyms were closed and, you know, working out at home is great, but like, you can do that at any time. Yeah. That routine, that structure, that consistency is gone. Yeah, it's not the so same. So Sundays were a struggle for me to get out of bed. Yeah. Saturdays would sometimes be that struggle because I didn't have that 9 a.m. gym time to go to. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have that that schedule and routine. So people don't realize the impact that these lockdowns have had on people that suffer from mental illness. Yeah. Like, let me be clear, I get COVID is horrific and awful to go through, but people also need to look at the mental health yeah. of other individuals. Yeah, definitely. I definitely see how doing something so physical is a great coping me- mechanism, especially something like the gym, because it just takes your concentration and you almost kind of like get lost in it that you don't really have the room to fit anything else at that time when you're doing it. I literally am telling you, I feel like I'm on a mini vacation <laughs> when I go to the gym. And it's just, it's so relaxing. It's so rejuvenating. Like I, I I couldn't be more happier. And then like, you know, writing this book too was just so inspiring to me and and so helpful Mm -hmm. in my healing journey Yeah, because it it does talk about, you know, past trauma, not just this 2016 incident, but where I started and where I've ended. Yeah. Everything, how it all kind of came together. Exactly. And that's what I want people to take from it. I want people to take this book as a way to heal, as a way to grow, as a way to motivate, you know, inspire, you know, give yourself that. And it talks about self affirmations, which I think Mm. are so important. Yeah, me too. Because, you know, like so many people run themselves down and think that they're not deserving. Yeah. And that they're not good enough because other people have put them through the ringer. Mm -hmm. That they don't think that they're good enough. Yeah. 
And I don't think that that's fair. And I don't think that's right that other people have to suffer because of other people's actions. Oh, definitely not. No, I, I really think it's important to believe in yourself. And I mean, that obviously comes way easier. Uh, easier said than, than done. <laughs> yeah, easier yeah. said than done. Um, and people don't, people don't get that. Like mm-hmm. they don't see the value in their selves the way other people see the value. Yeah. In and you can tell them a hundred times over, but I, I truly want people to see the value that they have in themselves. I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. And you know what, if you have to look yourself in the mirror every day and you have to do self affirmations, or you have to write it down in a journal every single day and say, I am worthy. I am valuable. I am important. You know, I think that that is vital to a healthy recovery and a better self. Yeah. You know, be the best version of yourself that you can be and you will be unstoppable. But it starts with you. It's it starts with you believing in yourself. Nobody else can do that for you except for you. 100 percent agree. And also you were so you were saying how your weekends are filled with the things that you love to do. And so you were talking, so you're like writing your book and then your blog. What other things that you have going on right now? So I have my blogs. um, I have my videos. So I have a group on Facebook called Finding Strength Through Tragedy. Okay. I also have a TikTok account at Ashley Inspires. And I also have a Facebook page, Ashley Inspires. And then I also have an Instagram page, um, Finding Strength Through Tragedy. Okay. And so I've been working on all of that like every other day. So I'm not getting too repetitive. Mm-hmm. I try to post every other day just to give it some time for the posts and stuff like that for more people to view it, et cetera. And um, yeah, I post quotes I and I post stories to my Facebook. Um I post videos daily too, um, or every other day. And it's, it's incredible. Like all of a sudden get this like video idea in my head and I'm like, yep, let's do that Mm -hmm. as a video. Um, so, and I've been working on a course called heal as well, which I'll be launching sometime soon. And I'm also working on, uh, Google searches as well. So like I put like keywords in my blogs and, you know, when people type up, um, finding, um, yourself after trauma, mm-hmm. they're going to get that or how, um, how have relationships affected trauma mm. or how is trauma affected relationships? Yeah. They'll, they'll get that pop up. So I I'm really liking that or discovering yourself after trauma. I've done that one too. And, and self-care is vital. And then I'm linking my blogs together. Now I'm learning all these different <laughs> Yeah. I'm really getting experience with uh, the whole social media and technology, yeah. let me tell you. Um, but no, I, I love doing what I'm doing. I'm so passionate about it. Like, I just want to help as many lives as I possibly can. I mean, that's what it comes down to. I want someone to look at me and say, because of you, I didn't give up. You know, I hope to be public speaking. Um, mm, I have a couple of other things. Um, coming up as well. Um, I have Rogers TV, which I'm looking forward to. I have a lot of podcasts coming up too, which I'm, 
I'm so grateful for. Um, I just think that these podcasts, I've been so grateful for them all because, you know, they're this beautiful platform where you can share your story. Yeah. And, you know, with different audiences mm-hmm. and capturing more people's attention and getting the messages out there. Like, that's what I want. I want to get the message out there as much as I possibly can. And I want people to, you know, find their strength and find who they are. Like, that's what it's about. It's about growing as an individual every single day and bettering yourself every single day because you fought so hard to get to where you are. And I think that takes so much courage and so much bravery just to continue the fight. Yeah, man, that's amazing. You're doing so many different things. And I'm sure through this, you've built an amazing community with it. I can only imagine. Oh, I have like people have been so supportive, like even on my group, like commenting, like people will message me and be like, you know, I had a really bad day. And that thing that that quote that you just posted was just so inspirational. Like, thank you for that. And like I said, that right there is my only goal. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep getting out of bed every day. That's why I keep doing what I'm doing every single day. It's about helping as many people and inspiring people. Uh, You know, like everybody goes through hardships, you know, nobody's life is perfect. You know, like people always have these ideas and assumptions about myself. Mm -hmm. Like people are like, oh, you're so positive. Bad things don't happen to (laughs) you, et cetera. Right. Like just because I post a picture on social media and I smile, it doesn't mean that I'm the most positive person out there. You know, I still have my days. I still have my insecurities. I still have my struggles. Mm And people don't know what they don't know. People don't know what's going yes. on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Just because you smile doesn't mean you're the happiest go lucky person in the world. Mm-hmm. And just because you are positive and want to push positive, not push positive, you want to help other people be positive as well. It doesn't mean you're not going through your own things too. And then no. with anything like with trauma and with mental health and things like that, it's a constant it's constantly working. You're constantly working to improve it. It's not just, you know, something you finish with. No. And I mean, like I still struggle, you know, Mm -hmm. like for me, what my, one of my biggest struggles is, and this is a physical component is I actually got acne in 2016 after all this happened Mm -hmm. and I got eczema really bad. Both of those things took such a toll on my self-confidence, self-esteem, self-worth. And I still have the acne scars. That's something that I'm I'm slowly learning to adjust. And yeah. like from going to having such clear skin to having my acne was out of control. Um, it really took a toll on on me, my and my self worth, my value, mm-hmm. um, everything. So you know, I'm I'm really learning to try to work past that. And I know it yeah. sounds so bizarre to people because they're like oh like that's a physical component like whatever but like, yeah I could see people know, like it takes, it takes a hard hit on you yeah because even if it's like something like that like there are things that can when something disrupts like your self-confidence it kind of can affect the way you come into everything else so exactly yeah so even though it may be something people think it's small it's like well yes but it is it's affecting the way that I handle things it's affecting the way I'm living Exactly. You know, like when I was first going through the acne, I was like, oh, I'm like, I went through all this like 
self-doubt and I was like oh I'm not pretty I'm you know this is this is ugly and you know you go through all the negative components and now I'm really trying to build on the positive you know my acne isn't nearly as bad as what it was yes I have scars but you know we all have some sort of scars and you know it's just it's learning how to deal with it it's learning how to cope with it and yeah. it's giving yourself those self-affirmations actually you know what I am worthy yes. actually I am confident mm-hmm. it's seeing the other things you know um the other positive values that you you get you know your kindness your and your beauty is not just what's on the outside but it's yeah. what's on the inside that really counts so I try to make the most out of that yeah and it's yeah and that's all you can do for yourself is just to to try and see that in yourself and to accept who you are for everything that you are exactly I couldn't agree with you more mm-hmm. well this has been so amazing to get to talk to you and I mean honestly like I can't imagine that you are not already accomplishing the goal that you've set out to I'm sure so many people have already found so much help and healing through all the things you're doing. And do you have any last words of wisdom or advice you want to leave people with today? I do, you know, live in the moment, live in the here and now, be in the present. Don't be so hard on yourself. And I know that's so much easier said than done, but love yourself, be patient with yourself, be true to yourself, know your worth, know your value, and never ever stop believing or doubt yourself for a second, because look at how far that you've come. And if you're still struggling, go to those counseling sessions, go to those group therapy sessions, find the best coping method you can to get yourself to where you need to be and never stop believing in yourself because possibilities are endless and dream big. 